Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Looking for a judgment free zone? Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host, Barbie. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Let Me Touch You Podcast with your favorite Virgo and our favorite Leos. Favorite Leos, what up? What's up? Peace and blessings, gang. Styles and Jay. Jay from the Cognac Room, Styles from the Brunch Hour. If you don't know, make sure you go follow our two favorite Leos. So, we're here again. Guys, the season's coming to an end. Can you believe it? It's it is coming to an end. I noticed that today. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, we, we got a couple of episodes left. And I have an idea for the season finale that I'm going to run by y'all. Do something interesting to interact with our listeners. Make it fun. So to you people out there that are listening to you people, you hear me? I'm sorry. To our amazing supporters, if you have any ideas on a season finale you could throw that at us and you just never know we might take that into consideration but i do have something in mind to involve you guys in the season finale i know they they scratching their heads right now like what happened to wong (laughs) i know listen wong (laughs) wong if you're listening we're still praying for you we know better days are coming and we need an update because as Styles said, the people are scratching their heads. They're used to me giving weekly updates. I haven't given an update in like two weeks. So let us know how it's going. Hopefully it's going good. Hopefully that's why I haven't heard from you. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. Okay, so this week's question is, at what point do you consider someone a true friend? Guys, you want me to go first since I always go last? Like, how y'all want to do it? Yeah, 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 Yeah. do that. Go first. first. (laughs) All right, so to me, um, a true friend is someone who's there for you, someone that's loyal, honest, trustworthy, non-judgmental. And someone who actually, like, gives all that you give. Like, to me, someone that half-ass is something 
it's not your true friend. If I'm that person that's there for you 24-7, phone call away, text away, I expect the same in return. And if I'm in need of someone and I call or text you and you can't be there, especially when it's really needed, mm, I don't know. As you know, being a friend, you know when something is serious, when something's not. If your homegirl, your homeboy is going through a little something, something, you could just tell by the way they're talking or the way they text and you know your friends. So someone that gives the same energy I give. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, what would that be to you? For I'm going to bring it. Yeah, I'm going to bring it home. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nah, so for me, I think it's real simple for me. Somebody that's going to treat me like they treat themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like me as a friend, there's no difference between you and me. I'm going to treat you the same way I treat me. You know, with the same respect, with the same courtesy, with the same love, with the same everything. So, Very well put. All right. Yeah, bring it home. Yeah, let me, let me break this down a little bit differently. Right. Um, friend. The categories, different categories of friend. Right. I'm addressing real friends versus the friend. Right. So the friend, they do all the easy shit. You understand what I'm saying? So they'll text more than I guess a regular person would say all of the things that you need to hear. You know, the friend. The real friend does half of that. But they show up in the important moments. You get what I'm saying? So when I when I'm talking about the important moments, I'm like, yo, I can't make it to the bakery to pick up my son's birthday cake for his party that starts in two hours. My real friend drops everything and goes and gets it. Right? Now, to piggyback off of what you guys said, there's a heavy dose of reciprocation in there. Because I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but you're going to, you know, that person's going to do that. But what are you doing? I'm doing the same thing. So I'm careful who I call my real friend. Right? Because ultimately, especially at the grand old age of 48, ultimately what happens is this. My friends are no longer friends. My real friends. those That's family. That's a whole different story. So when you fall out with a real friend, they're like, yeah, but you nah, you got to understand. I just fell out with family, you know? So that's my take on it, you know, with the whole friendship in a nutshell. I think we all did pretty good with that. Great way to bring it home. Heart to heart. It's time for the main topic. Let's have a heart to heart. Okay, so this week we're discussing effective communication, a.k.a. getting the point across. And this episode, you can use it whether it pertains to a romantic relationship, friendship, family members, anyone that you're, you deal with, basically, on a day-to-day basis. Don't only take what we discussed today for a romantic relationship, even with your children, effective communication is that's is I hate when I can't talk correct English. 
Um, effective communication is necessary in life in order to get shit done. So my question to you guys is, what does effective communication look like to you? <laughs> I'm interested in this because, you know, um, do you guys believe that? All right. Before we get there, do you guys believe that men and women communicate differently or is it the same women sometimes exaggerate do the most and men are just more straightforward i think it's a people thing i don't think it's gender driven unless you're trying to win an argument in that case then you're like you know if you're on the male side then you'll be like males and if you're on the female side you'll be like yo females you know what i mean but yeah yeah i I don't think that it's a gender thing though i think it's uh, um yeah I agree people with think, that. Hmm? It's a, so you guys think it's a people, a person thing, basically based on. Well, I agree with what he said to a degree, <laughs> and I say to a degree because, in my experience, women don't communicate as straightforward and directly in certain things I as a man I wish I could see my would. face. Hmm? I said, I wish the listeners could see my face. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. truth. You know, it's it's that whole not, thing. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. My face is not me agreeing with Jay, guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, I was like, oh, all right, cool. No. <laughs> Go ahead. But no, so in certain things, um, you know, women, in my experience, they want you to kind of figure things out. They leave a lot of things open-ended. They, they leave a lot It's like I'm not going to spell it out. And then it's like Well what do you mean Well I shouldn't have to Spell it out for you Like listen I'm not into playing Guessing games We're not going to do that And for me I just specifically Say what it is And a lot of times mm, I'm not going to get Into that but yeah <laughs> No go ahead Say what you was going to say A lot of times why <laughs> I think The brother has something to say Yeah I was Well Again I, I kind of I, I agree with Jay but to a certain degree Because I know that some males Exhibit that same trait You know where they feel the, Oh Bob go ahead Oh no no I was at my Oh you wasn't talking shoes. to me You just no, wanted to throw me off sorry. Good job Thrown <laughs> Completely thrown <laughs> I'm sorry go ahead Now nah, it's going now to a certain yeah, degree No go ahead No no no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing I'm agreeing with Jay degree. Yeah Hold on, I'm I'm just gonna. Uh, I agree, I'm with Jay on this one. Oh, you pre-recorded that? Yeah, because I figured there'd be a lot of tennis going on, so instead of doing all that whole thing, I just hit the button. Go. That was no, pre-recorded for the audience that didn't know. But go ahead. You said you agreed with Jay because mm-hmm. some males exhibit that that same trait. Well, I agree with Jay with the concept. But as far as the gender is concerned, I'm, I'm steadfast on my square. And I think that it's not a gender thing. It's it's a, it's a people thing. It's a human thing. It's a learned trait thing. Well, I don't and even I do want to say a learned trait thing. I take that back. Take it back. Go ahead. <laughs> I do agree that there are a lot of men that have that, too. I will, Well, I don't know if I say a lot, but there are men who have it, too. Right. Absolutely. Okay, I would agree that a lot of... I would agree that men have it too. I'm not going to say a lot. But I do agree with Jay that more females are that way. 
and I can honestly say that I am that type of female and I'm learning how to grow out of that because I assume everybody thinks like me and that you should know like if you know me you should know how I think you should know how I feel but honestly nobody knows you 100% enough to know exactly how you think or how you feel every single day so Styles fix your face I'm gonna take this I'm gonna take this back to um, Friday Night Lives where we used to throw everybody in a bucket we can't do that. We didn't take a poll of the entire earth. So we can't say whether it's more men or more women. We do know that some do it, you know, just from our experience. No, of course. It, it all depends on our experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to the original question. What is, what does effective communication look like to you? I think for I'm, me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to let the doctor get in. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think for me it just looks like, and it's kind of like cheat code in a sense because we've already, you know, read the book. <laughs> but um, for me, it does look like, you know, just being very specific about how you feel and why you feel that way and what you would like to see happen. It's very, it's very straightforward. It's very direct. That's effective communication because we can communicate all day and go back and forth and around a certain circles without addressing the absolute you know the actual issue so for me effective effective communication looks like cutting to the chase saying exactly what you mean and meaning exactly what it is that you're saying amen styles uh i mean pretty much the same thing you know um i guess in its most layman terms like if you speak chinese and i speak english I'm going to have to find something that's universal, you know, so that you understand what I'm saying, you know, without being offensive, you know, or terse or anything like that. I just want to basically be able to, you know, deliver that message, whatever message it is to you in a way that you understand it, regardless of what language you speak. Okay. So to me, before actually um, paying attention to other people, reading this book actually taking other people's perspectives into consideration to me before communication was just me saying what I had to say and you understanding it just because I said it and now to me effective communication is being able to express exactly how I feel stop laughing back there styles of a little giggling no 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 um now for me is being able to express exactly how I feel without feeling that I'm going to get any pushback and for the person to actually listen and pay attention to what I'm saying instead of fronting like they're listening and just giving me a uh uh-huh or yeah okay you know so listening speaking to get my point across and expecting the person to receive it for exactly what it is Okay, um, I think that it comes back to knowing your audience, though, right? Because, like I said, effective communication with regards to speaking two different languages, you have to find a common ground. So what you just said is that you expect that person to understand what you're saying. So if, you ex- if that is your expectation, then you're not effectively communicating. You get what I'm saying? How, how can you be? You can't be because now you're... you're you're hoping that that person receives it. 
So effectively communicating, again, is just basically finding that middle ground and delivering the message so that they understand it. Not so that they understand it um, in a way that you would have grasped it, but in a way that they, you know, because everybody learns differently if we go down that path. So you have, yes, Jay. Yeah, I agree with that. But I I was going to say, I think effective listening is is different. Like effectively communicating is one thing. Effectively listening or receiving it is a totally different thing. So mm-hmm. no matter how well you can effectively communicate it, if they aren't in a place where they can effectively receive it or hear it, it's not going to work. <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah, it does. And when you are effectively communicating well, trying your best to communicate with someone, you have to hope that they're going to see it in the way that you're perceive- that you're presenting it. Because if you go into that conversation already thinking negative, like, oh, he's going to be judgmental, he's not even going to pay attention, then it's going to fuck up the whole flow. So you're not really going to get your point across that you need to get across. You're going to be hesitant about it. You're going to be paying attention to his body language. Like, you know, you're going to be paying attention to the wrong things instead of focusing on what you want to let that person know. So go in thinking positive. You pre-recorded that shit too? I, I pre-recorded a lot of shit. I was I was in a petty moment when I did it. But I'm using it That's for good though. You. I'm using it Play for it good. Again. Let me hear it again. Bob, you got this one. <laughs> you know, he he should have pre-recorded these things uh, for Thursdays where he's paying attention to football and he's Listening, but not effectively, and just wants yep. to, you know, have his voice in the episode. It's funny because when I started doing it, I was thinking the same thing. But it's Wednesday. <sighs> okay, so Styles, lead us to the next conversation with your clip. Go ahead. Oh, that that was unexpected. Oh, you didn't pre-record that, or you did? People's response to effective communication is always very telling. It either allows you to avoid getting involved in a dead-end relationship, as in Lauren and Ethan's case, or it helps bring the relationship to a deeper level, as in Serge and Tina's case. Okay, so let me get that some context. Um, What I took away from that is this. The effective communication that I was talking about was already like a, um, a relationship that you're currently in, be it friend or, you know, uh, if you're smashing, whatever. What he's talking about will get your ass out of some trouble, you know, because it's like you're reading body language when you say, check this out. This is these are my expectations because now it's an open door to actually do that because you're setting the boundaries. Right. So we're building a foundation. And what a lot of people do when they with that first interaction or first interactions, they don't do that. They don't they don't set those boundaries and stuff like that. You know, so everybody's in lot. I don't want to say everybody. Maybe definitely one out of two are in La La Land. Right. And they're going based off of what they dream it to be, not necessarily what it is. Right. So when things happen, they pop off. It's like, hold on, I wasn't expecting that, bull. You didn't necessarily set the boundaries either. You understand what I'm saying? So that whole thing. That's what I took from it. You know, get out of jail free card. 
Yeah, that is a get out of jail free card. Um, has there ever been a situation where you used effective communication in the very beginning and it saved you from something? I think, okay, so in my 30s, that's when it started happening. Like my 20s, forget about it. I was, you know, in my 30s, I experimented with it. In my 40s, forget about it. If I'm ever single again, ladies, watch out. I'm a master at that shit. It will be, I'm dead ass. I got the skeleton key, <laughs> the fucking everything, the passcode. Forget about it. You're not getting one past me. I am weighing down some rules now. <laughs> How about for you, Jay? Yeah, it's definitely uh, worked for me. It's been very beneficial. And much like Styles, not very early in, in life, but as I got a little older, after I had gone through some things and learned some things, I definitely had learned to set the level of expectation as I like to refer to it. Okay. Well, for me, you know, I'm just starting to learn all these new things and stuff. So I'm experimenting a little something, something, which will lead me to my clip and then I'll give you out the story. If the other person shows a sincere wish to understand your needs and put your well-being first, your future together has promise. If he or she brushes your concerns aside as insignificant or makes you feel inadequate, foolish, or self-indulgent, you can conclude that this person doesn't sincerely have your best interests in mind and you are probably incompatible. To make sure your needs are met in the relationship, whether it is a brand new one or one of long standing, by spelling out your needs, you are making it a lot easier for your partner to meet them. He or she doesn't need to guess whether something is bothering you or what that something is. The beauty of effective communication is that it allows you to turn your supposed weakness into an asset. Yep, don't look at it as a weakness, people, right? So, um, as I said, I'm learning how to do all these things that I've been learning in the book so far. So... I'm single. There's this guy that has been showing some interest in me, right? And usually before, I'm not going to lie, any type of attention that I would get was good attention for me. I wouldn't care. Like, you know, oh, at least someone is showing interest in me, gives me something to do, someone to text, someone to talk to, whatever. But now I'm very selective with who I, you know, give my time and energy to. So that this guy has been interested in me for, I'll say, over a year. I finally started, you know, communicating with him via text. And I started expressing my needs. I started um, telling him, I was asking him what was his intentions, um, what did, basically what did he want. And once I mentioned, you guys already know my sex rule. Once I mentioned my sex rule, it was a no-brain, like it was, it was a red flag for him, right? So I was like, all right. He was like, oh, you know, you got to live a little. You just never know what can happen. Stop holding her hostage. And in the beginning, I was like, you know what? He's probably just joking, trying to break the ice. But then I just kept noticing that whenever I would tell him um, that my love language was such and such. For example, my main love language is quality time. And it was always an excuse. He was always saying that basically to live a lot live a little 
I took it as like, all right, I'm not even going to waste my time anymore. I'm going to leave it alone because at the end of the day, he cannot give me what I want or need. So I'm going to end it here. Yes, that No, you answered my question. I was going to add, because at the beginning, you said that there's a guy showing interest, meaning he's still around. But then at the end, you said that, you know, you cut ties. So that was that was my question, basically. Oh, yeah. The old me would have still kept him around just to have someone to, you know, give me some sort of attention whenever I needed it. But the new me, yeah, no. I couldn't do it. So question, guys. What is something that you will communicate early on about yourself to see if it's something that the other person can tolerate, won't tolerate? Something about you guys that you feel you should let the person know early on. I don't do crazy. I think that's something that's a no brainer. Like, give me something better. No, it's not. Yes, it Be is. surprised. There's, there was a whole chapter about crazy. A whole chapter And I got in trouble for calling <laughs> That chapter crazy So yeah No That um, Of course I I think Bob you hit it on the head With the whole Communicating your, the love language to you I mean to him rather Right mm-hmm. Because I mean If you can't accommodate that Or our love languages don't match up Then this, Of course it's not gonna work You're the other friend yeah. Just text me every mm-hmm. now and again <laughs> His love language was basically um, touch, and his touch was sex, and it's not something that I'm comfortable with doing early on. And I had to, and I, I honestly told him that. I'm sure he's probably listening because he listens, and you know, I respect your honesty, but I was honest with him. I was like, your love language is sex. Your love language is getting head. My love language is spending time with someone, getting to know them, and deciding whether you're worthy enough to give you head and the cookie. So, it didn't match up. I mean, you know, this is the thing. I guess once you get past that barrier, right, let's say that you do give him the cookie and some head, some slappy tap. Now, I'm just playing. But, um, let's say, let's say... Okay. And it's the it's the best you ever had, you know, and and I guess then y'all just everything else pretty much falls into place. Then what? I, I, that's all of I'm saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. And it could no. And I understood what he said in the sense that he was like, um, you know, you just never know. Take it one day at a time. Go with the flow. I understand to go with the flow. But if I feel your flow is get only getting into my pants, it ain't happening. If every conversation leads to sex, I know that's all you want. I am not giving you shit. Sorry. You know what? What's curious about that is this. You have a six-month rule. You say he's been chasing you for over a year? Yeah, and he mentioned that shit. He said, I think I waited long enough. Damn, homie. Like, yeah, he could have been there. Like, you got to give him time served and basically let Jay, what are your thoughts? So, Jay, what's something that you feel you have to communicate early on? Let them know. I think for me it is, you know, so I don't, I don't expect to get sex right away. And I'm willing to wait if that's what the situation dictates. However, they need to understand that I'm a 
I have a very high sex drive. I'm a very sexual person. So the, I let it be known early on that, you know, moving forward in a relationship, sex is expected. There's no, I'm tired of this and that once a week. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that guy. No, and I respect the guy's styles. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. That sounds like something illegal. <laughs> no, so I'm not saying I'm going to take it, but but the thing is, like, so so I've had a few experiences where once I was involved in a relationship, it wasn't as advertised. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, and so yeah. I, I don't I don't like that. I don't appreciate that because I honestly decided to say, for example, hypothetically, that I married this woman. I married you along with all the other great things because sex is plentiful in this relationship. Right. <laughs> and then you, we get down the road four or five years and then it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, here, you know, what we refer to as your nigga damn pussy or whatever. So <laughs> excuse my French. <laughs> but yeah, so that's not that's not something that um that I'm willing to deal with. So I make that known. Like, I don't want the relationship as the relationship progresses. I don't want sex to fall off. Styles. I got a question. Might yes, be sir. off the beaten path, but not really off the beaten path. Phone sex is overrated. However, though, it's a great precursor into what can happen behind closed doors and what they're really good at, right? Mm-hmm. And in my experience, my previous experience passed way, 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 way long ago. <laughs> Most to of the stuff, clear. yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want. I want to keep my head on my shoulders. So most of um, the stuff that you guys talk about or what have you, and I'm talking about collectively, guys and girls together, the conversation, motherfuckers just be lying. Just lying. <laughs> lying about shit. I'm not going to lie. I have lied before during phone sex. Right? Just to get you where you need to be. Right? Talking about, yeah, like, sloppy, lying, and it should be dry as fuck. It don't, you oh, know. I don't know about the whole dry stuff. No, 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 no. I'm just so. saying, as far as like, because, you know, in our heads, we think in porn star shit, and you think in porn star shit, but you really mean to have a desert. And I'm not talking about down there. I'm just talking about the neck. And it's just crazy. Like, what are you doing? You know, and you'd be surprised about how many women actually use teeth yeah. <laughs> or forget that yeah. there are teeth in their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not supposed to. All right, let's get back. I, I, I'm losing myself oh right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. All I right, just need so to real now. quick, I just have to say this before we get on to the next conversation. When it comes to my six-month rule, do I, have I, have I always made every person wait six months? No. Nah, not at all. Because... Hold on, because my daughter wants to come over here at the wrong time. Please, Emma, go back to the room. No, no, no. Go. Kids always want to come She's in. Like, Mom, what's the cold cookie? words. How <laughs> to use cold words. Tired of using them. So, have I always waited six months? No. If the connection is amazing and I am 100% comfortable with you, it can happen. So I don't want guys out there in case someone's listening and they like me and they're like, oh, but I got to wait six months. No. 
you don't have to wait six months. If I feel I still have to test you out and have you on probation, that's when you have to wait the fucking six months. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shut that door, Bob. Shut that door. Close that door. Close that door. That's not going to stop them from lining up on the other side of that door. I don't think that you should crack that motherfucker open and say, you know what, guys? It's six months, but not really. I don't think you should do that. No. Let's just stick with the six no, months. No, I'm just letting it be. No, I'm just letting it be known because I don't want people to be like, oh, like six months. Like she spread her pussy. But why? Why does it matter? It could. Why does it matter? Niggas don't need to Listen. know that they. Niggas don't need to know that they have a shot at the title. They're gonna fight for it anyway. Leave it alone. No, I just need yeah. people to know that it's. It all depends on the connection that we have. Some wait six. Some some have waited nine. Some have waited two, three. You understand? So it depends on the connection. And that's the thing. Like, if if I'm a guy who meets a woman that I'm interested in and she has a six-month rule, I I, ne- I ignore it. I've always ignored that stuff. Oh, it's got to be six months. It's got to be nine days, this and that. I'm like, okay, cool. Because in my mind, it's like, I really like you. I want to get to know you. But I also know that if we spend enough time together, it's it'll happen. happen. It'll happen. Yeah. And it'll happen before... Either of us probably thought it would. So yeah, but now if you're leading with that, it's not gonna fucking happen. I ain't giving you shit. Even well, if I want to give it to you, I'm gonna make you wait. And that's that's the thing. It's not it's not fucking boot camp. I'm not here. I don't think that you. The message that you're sending, or what I'm getting, is that you know, um, you'll come through. You might not be the one, but give it some time. I'll train you, and you'll be the one. Right. So. <laughs> She was like, nah, nigga, not now. It's not It's not boot camp. <laughs> it's not boot camp. You know what I mean? It's not boot camp. So I think that you should shut the door and just allow the gentleman through. You get what I'm saying? The people that show up, that because I'm with Jay on the side of, yes, I know what I'm worth. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I've not waited six months for that ever. Ever? No. I know what I'm never. I know what I'm worth, and I know that... You know, the energy and what I'm putting out is amazing, right? So I'm going to put myself in a position and in a room with a person that's actually receiving that energy. You get me? I'm not going to sit here. But just because a woman makes you wait six months doesn't mean that she feels you're not worthy and she's no, not no, no, receiving no. your I, energy. I'm, I agree it with you 100%. It might be something she just wants to be 100% sure. Yeah, 100% sure. Well, you're never 100% sure. So we can throw that argument right out the fucking door because you know she what? the day 95% sure. Stop it. The, the moment that we do have sex The next day I may not even call And I'm not saying me personally I'm just talking about the person that you fucked So stop the bullshit yeah. The people that are waiting for marriage Come on man It's the day after I'm trying to get it annulled I'm not fucking with this the rest of my life Are you fucking kidding me? We're not doing that So if we're making sure that we're compatible with everything else Put that on your list <laughs> Put that on your list of compatibility Right? Because we can fuck around and just be friends I'm fine with that Right? But don't sit here and have me, you know, become so emotionally involved in you that it hurts that I have to leave after I have sex with you. I think that everything should take its natural course, just like you said, Bob, you know, Mm -hmm. not verbatim. I'm paraphrasing. Take its natural course. And if you happen to end up getting in the bag, we're all adults, consenting adults at that. You know what I mean? Try it out. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it doesn't work, at least you know. Because you're sitting there wasting your own fucking time. I agree. I don't 100%. like when people waste my time, but you're wasting your own time. Are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? You're wasting that person's time and yours. So I have another question for this, and then um, Jay, 
will go to your clip, right? Um, yeah. That guy, he want to have, like, brain farts. Um, person brings up things that, you know, they feel you should know, and it's something you can't tolerate. Are you okay with friend zoning them, or you feel like that's it? I had a certain interest in you in form in a form of a relationship, and since you couldn't meet that, I don't think we should be friends because it wouldn't be right because I like doing another way. <laughs> I'm cool with the friend zone thing, but the thing about it is I can't tell you how many women have said, I have enough friends, I don't need any more friends. So they don't, really? they don't yeah, oh, of course. But when a woman's interested in you and she wants to talk to you and you try to like, well, can we just be, I got enough friends, I don't need no more friends. I've been told that so many times. Because they hurt. That's why. Don't stop, there, person, don't stop there, ball. Don't stop there. Don't stop. Go. They hurt. Like if yeah, you hurt their feelings. They feel crumbled. So to be around you all the time is a reminder that they got shut down. Nobody likes rejection. But if the person is being honest with you and telling you that they don't see you in that light, like come on. Right. I feel that not everybody you meet, you can automatically like, you know, have some sort of sexual attraction to them. But not everyone you meet is for that reason. Mm-hmm. There's, I have a good male friend of mine That when we first met We were attracted to each other We were talking And um, eventually Like during the process of us talking One day he was like Listen I've been lying to you I have to tell you the truth I'm Like what happened He was like I have a girl I was like okay Why didn't you tell me that from the beginning He's like I'm gonna keep it real with you I was being a dude He said in the beginning When I saw you He was like All I thought was sex and when I got to meet you, when I got to know you more, I realized you're not that type of girl, and I just couldn't do that to you. He says, so I'd rather have you as a friend than have you as nothing at all. And we're still good friends. So I think sometimes friend zoning, there's nothing wrong with that, guys. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, Jay, take it with your clip. After doing his inventory, Sam realized that years of living alone and believing in his own self-sufficiency were now being challenged head-on. He was overwhelmed and discussed his new understanding with Grace. Grace realized that she was threatened by the fact that Sam was having difficulty adjusting to her presence. She also saw how she was interpreting the situation and reacting to it in a way that was harming the relationship. She liked her sister's idea of finding a buffer zone. Since Grace's close friend was going out of town for six months, Grace brought up the idea of subletting her friend's studio apartment for a while so she would have a place of her own to do her artwork and other hobbies without worrying about Sam's reaction. Sam was surprised at her suggestion. Knowing that Grace now had an alternative made a huge difference to him. All at once, he no longer felt suffocated and was less bothered by the changes she made. Running through red flags. People do it all the time. And that's what he's basically saying. Like, when you're communicating effectively, if it's not being received, heard, or responded to effectively, that's the number one sign to go ahead and get out. And that's what I've been telling people, (laughs) friends, family, clients. And I cannot, for the life of me, truly understand why it goes ignored, why it falls on deaf ears. Juan, are you listening? 
I just want to I'm just checking in brother Because I know that we're praying for you But you need to receive this word Um I think the pe- the reason why people don't receive it is Hope False hope Hoping and praying that You know the person will change Or eventually one day Understand it You just make excuses for the other person Because you genuinely love them And You just don't know what to do So you just make shit up A friend of mine Was dating a woman And he expressed to her His concern with the fact that She's not She's non-communicative basically right She listens And then she deflects And so She said well when we get married It'll be different I'll feel more You know (laughs) I'll feel better about You know Opening up to you and talking to you And this this and that And so then they got married And so the problem persisted No they did they got married The problem persisted well Maybe if we could have when we have a child, things will be a little bit better. We'll be, we'll have a stronger bond. Things will grow. They had a child, and it just goes on and on. Like even to well, when we move, I'll feel better. We'll be in a new space. I can start fresh. Da, da, da. And to this day, nothing has changed. Jay, is that a true story? That is definitely a true story. It's a very good friend of mine. I've been knowing him for since high school. God bless What's him, Jay. What's his um, attachment style? His attachment style is definitely anxious. And she's avoidant, obviously. She's definitely avoidant. He's, he's stuck in the anxious avoidant trap. We need to send him. Yeah. Episode 10, that was? Yeah, we need to send him that. Yeah. But he's a knucklehead, so he won't listen. Oh, shit. Like, he told me. He's like, man... Concrete, my head is concrete. I'm a knucklehead. I'm a street nigga. I don't listen. That's that's him. He's like, I'm gonna do what I see fit. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know. Then is he happy? He is not happy. He's not happy at all. He has been threatening to leave ever since I can remember. That episode ten. That really is episode ten. The anxious avoiding trap. That's crazy. Uh, hopefully. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Nah, it just sounds like another Juan, but his last name is Jackson. I, I just don't like. <laughs> I'm a little confused. Like, if you he at least he's doing better than Juan, right? So he understands there's a problem, right? And he wants okay. to leave. Like he's like this shit is not healthy at all. The only reason I think honestly that he has not left is because of his children. And that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, that, that's usually the reason why people stay. Right, because at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to... I mean, you can do one of two things. You can literally leave, right? Um, and then you scar your kids. Because as much as I want to say that it doesn't, it does. I'm, you know, the, the product of a single-parent household. I know what it does. You understand? I only understood what it, what it did in my adult life. So, um, you do that... Um, or you bite the bullet You know we all say anything for our kids Right so you bite the bullet You play nice and you guys actually actually Communicate in a way Where you can build a relationship and keep that Family under the one uh, under one Roof because the kids didn't ask for that 
They didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for none of this. You motherfuckers knew what you was doing when you did this. Why the fuck am I caught up in the middle of it? You know, so since they're living and dying by your decisions, make sure you make the the best one. But make the best one for them. Because y'all are out of the equation. equation. You played the game, you lost. That was it. You lost. You took the L, nigga. Now walk it off. Yeah, and you can stay and scard the kids as well. Either way, the kids can get scarred because if y'all cannot come to common grounds with effective communication and y'all communication sucks, all there's going to be is arguments and arguments and more and more arguments, which is going to affect the child as well. So either way, you just either way is going to be tough, whether you stay, whether you go, you just have to sit back, think about it. And think of which way is going to be the healthiest way for everyone. You know, if you do decide to leave, sit down with the other person. Let them know, listen, I want to leave, but I want to make sure we do things the proper way. I don't want us to be arguing and fighting. If you see that that person is going to be one of a bitter baby mother, baby daddy, and it's going to bring you drama, some will stay because of that. I will still leave. And after the end oh, of the day, you got this one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, your kids are gonna grow up to a certain age where you can sit down and discuss to discuss with them exactly what happened and explain your side of the story. A lot of times, the parent that the child stays with will put a whole bunch of negative shit in the kid's head, and then once the kid reaches a certain age and they see things for themselves, it's just like, okay, now I know what really happened. I never put anything in my kid's head. I always made it seem, not seem because their fathers are good fathers, but I would always show them exactly that. Even if I was having an argument with their father, I wouldn't come to the room, oh, your father's a fucking asshole. No, 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 no. As you get older, you're going to understand the arguments we have in. You're old enough to hear certain shit and understand certain shit, and you're going to decide for yourself whether your father's an asshole or not. But I'm not going to be that parent to put that in your head. You're right. <clears throat> it is an unfortunate situation, Bob. You're 100% right on that. Um, there are no winners in that whole situation. None. We have to make mm-hmm. better decisions when we are um, pretty much mating, <laughs> for lack of a better word. But we have to make better decisions. Um, and relationships or building relationships should be a class that is taught in school from maybe fourth grade on up you know and i'm talking about all types of relationships not just um intimate relationships i'm talking about friendships Mm -hmm. i'm talking about like because it would you know make us better denizens and shit and shit like that but um unfortunately for the kids you're right there is no win there's no win for that whole situation you know because you're gonna have to live you're gonna have to live with or without and just like you said if they're not Communicating in a way where Forget the communication Fuck the communication Every kid wants their mother and father together So I don't give a fuck How well you communicate in separate households That kid's still gonna have to live with the fact That mom lives here, dad lives over there You get what I'm saying um, Luckily enough that it's, it's so prevalent now That a lot of homes are like that You know what I mean? More often than not So it almost seems normal You know, until you grow up you know, when you have mm-hmm. a little bit more experience in life, but yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it was triggering. For I know me. someone. No, I know someone that um, they didn't want the whole separate, you know, household thing. 
So they stood together for the sake of their daughter. And their daughter knew that they weren't together. They made it clear, like, we're not together, but we're staying in the same house because we want to raise you together. So I think the fact that they communicated that with her at an age where she was old enough to understand did help the situation because she understood they weren't, you know, giving her false hope that they were going to get back together. They weren't, you know, trying to play nice in front of her. She knew mommy and daddy are not together. They're just staying together, living under the same roof because they both want to be here every step of the way. And it turned out great. She's a successful young lady right now, and they're good friends. Go ahead. How old is she? She is 24 right now. 24. Okay. Because I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, my shit didn't start bubbling to the surface until, until I was about 37. And that's when I had my kid. So we don't know. We don't address the scars until they start to hurt. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. we can say that. Like, oh, she's, she's handling it well. You know? Mm-hmm. And we don't know. I think we underestimate how emotionally immature our kids are when we start levying, you know, like certain types of information and stuff like that with regards to how. Let's say my son and my um, my son's mom and I, right? I don't want to go to my seven year old and I'm like, listen, this is what's happening. He can't he can't comprehend that, right? He's only getting it on a topical level. He doesn't understand the layers of that, to that, right? Because it's like, yeah, we're not gonna okay. I understand what that means in the moment, right? But I'm not thinking about when I wake up in the morning and you're not there. I didn't think that far enough ahead. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm emotionally yeah. immature. I can't, he, you know, my son can't process that. So we're doing all the thinking for them and accepting their smile as acceptance and understanding. And they don't understand it. They might accept it, but they're falsely accepting it because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. That is true. Very true. So I guess as she gets older... And she gets into her relationships, maybe certain things will trigger certain events or something. Because as you said, from the outside looking in, it looked like it worked out. But we really don't know what was going on in her head throughout all those years. Probably questioning herself, why didn't it work? Could it have been because they had me? You know, things like that. A lot of those questions play in kids' heads. Okay, so I have... um. An extra clip. I actually have two, but I don't want to drag the episode. But let's play this one. Often, insecure people cannot get in touch with what is really bothering them. They get overwhelmed by emotions and lash out. Studies show that people with a secure attachment style don't react so strongly, don't get overwhelmed as easily, and can thus calmly and effectively communicate their own feelings and tend to the needs of their partners. Secure people also believe that they are worthy of love and affection, and expect their partners to be responsive and caring. With these beliefs, it's easy to see why they don't let negative thoughts take over. Okay, so here he was expressing how secure people don't have problems with effective communication. You guys are both secure. Have there ever been a situation where you had a like little situation where you couldn't get your point across correctly or you feel you've always been great with effective communication 
Yeah, I've definitely had situations where I feel like I couldn't get my point across correctly. Was it because of me? Maybe sometimes. And maybe the other half of the time it was because of the other person. But I, I, I didn't find myself getting like flustered and frustrated and irritated and all of that kind of thing. It was like just anxious people do. Right, right. It was just okay. You know. And, you know, looking for opportunities to to come back and address it later. Because I think one of the things that people miss most is even with effective communication, there's this thing called the fight fair principle where you have to set aside time. And I think I touched on this and mentioned this in another episode, but you have to set aside time to have a discussion because you want that person's undivided attention. You want that person to be prepared for a serious conversation. And that's that's a big deal. It's a real big deal. <laughs> Yo, Jay, you speaking to my soul right now, brother. You are okay, speaking so you to think, my soul. To- so, you think actually when people be like, "Oh, plan out the conversation, write it down if you need to, highlight certain topics that you want to make sure you get across." You think that's something that people should necessarily do? Yeah, I encourage that. I think that helps. Eliminate, you know, bickering and arguing. I think that when it's done like that, you know, it's a more organized type of thing. And when you can come to the table, like, I don't want to say detached from your emotions, but not at the height of your emotions, then you're in a better position to speak or communicate effectively as well as um, receive it and hear it effectively. I got a question for the doctor. So what do you do with a person whom you're trying to communicate that you don't want to argue or you don't want to smoke, but they going for the W? What do you do then? Like, honestly, and I hate the, I, I don't recommend. People don't hate it, brother. Down. Don't fight any of that. Just let <laughs> it flow. Right. <laughs> I don't recommend that people shut down. But at some point, it's hard. A person can't really argue with themselves. Or by themselves, right? A lot of people try because they don't get a response and they just keep going, keep going, me, keep me, going. Right. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but you're saying a person can't argue with themselves, but there are some people out there that do a fucking excellent job at it. Continue, please. I yeah, need they are. And I there are this. those that will just keep going and keep going. But the thing is, there's this method that I, that I ain't going to say I refer to. But there's this method called a broken record method where you just continuously say the same thing over and over again. I don't want to talk about this right now. And then you let them go, 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 go. And they'll say, I don't understand. Can you tell me? I don't want to talk about this right now. It's going to frustrate them, but it'll eventually get them to shut up. Right. (laughs) So either you I mean, your your broken record could be I don't want to talk about this right now. Or it could be I don't want to argue with you. Or it could be can we talk later? But it has to happen that way Because Go ahead You know the most frustrating thing Is that when you're telling the person <laughs> You know that what really you, grinds that, my <laughs> That too <laughs> When you're telling the person Like listen I understand that you're in a negative space right now I get it I understand that I even I may even be part of the, the reason That you're in that negative space But I don't want to argue with you Right Mm-hmm. And then there's a cascading windmilling effect whereby it's like, oh, see, you was down by five. 
You're about to lose this game by 100 right now Because I'm just going to Just go crazy Go nuts Yeah That shit is so fucking frustrating Because it's like I I, I, kind of like took what you said With the You know I don't want to argue And I was hit with the It takes two to argue But it doesn't though Because in that moment I learned (laughs) It can only take one person (laughs) And it just keeps going Go ahead At that point I don't feel like it's an argument At that point it becomes a rant And that's fine If you want to expend all your energy Ranting (laughs) Then have at it I should have definitely recategorized the conversation or the type of conversation that I was having, and I would have won that hands down. Well, no, I wouldn't have won that hands down because there was no logic in it. A lot of emotion. And then in the moment, I thought that I was being a bad friend because I was like, maybe I'm not listening. But then when I started listening, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. I'm grown. (laughs) We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Yeah. But then and, and the irony behind the whole thing was that I had read this chapter earlier today. So I tried to, like, use a couple of his methods to no avail. So it shows you that a white person did actually write this book. And I'm not being <laughs> racist right now. I'm just <laughs> saying you didn't live in the hood and you didn't experience what I experienced. Today especially. Yeah. But, yeah. That, the experience was that bad? Huh? It was. It wasn't. Was no, 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 no. It wasn't that bad because I, I really care about that person. So it wasn't that bad. However, you know, I don't want to show up to a fight with a knife, a gunfight rather, with a knife. That shit doesn't, you know, and I take no joy in fighting with my friends. I'm an argumentative person, right? And I'm free with fuck you. That's like my shit in SMD. Mm Because I mean it. You know what I mean? I mean Mm -hmm. it. So if I'm arguing with my, I can't, I can't, it's not a fair fight if I'm arguing with a friend. But you know what? When I'm arguing with friends and family, I am the king of okay. No matter what they say, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and, and unfortunately, some people get even more like riled up and triggered by that. But what it does is I allow them to dump all that bullshit on my lap, basically, right? And then when at another time, because once they get that out, they got it out and now maybe they're they can be a little more receptive but not even that day for me it's not even that day at another time or maybe later that day then i'll come back and i'll say okay earlier this is what you said i heard you but this is what i have to say to that you know what i'm saying and it's for me i'm I'm gonna be honest for me it has proven to be a little more effective and we're arguing and you hit me with a thousand okays and you come back later i'm gonna be like fuck you and I'm gonna keep it moving. Yeah, me too. What happens with the people that actually um, is this? And I, you see, you you're a lot more smoother with it than I am. I'm a little bit more coarse with with the people that are arguing or ranting. Excuse me, because you know I miscategorized it earlier. I refuse to do it any further. Or ranting, they just want to be heard, and they want to be understood. But if you're shutting them down and blocking it, kung fu style with the okay. That shit, it, it can be looked at as disrespectful. So now you're just disrespecting me. You're telling me to shut up. I used to do it to my mother. She was like, oh, so you're trying Especially to tell me shut up in a subtle way? Anxious. If it's someone that's anxious and you're doing all of that, like, they just going to get, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. They're going to curse so you out. May... They might throw a chancleta at you. <laughs> get crazy. It may trigger them. But, but here's the thing. So when I say I'm the king of okay, 
it's like it's, it may not just be okay it may be okay i heard you i hear you i understand nah, it's still it's still gonna you know you. but 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 here's the thing so so that's when that's when you have to effectively communicate and you have to say okay i'm trying to keep the peace here i don't want to argue i've expressed that to you um i'm saying okay that's um in inflaming your anger further I'm telling you that I don't want to have this conversation right now. I'm telling you that I don't want to fight with you right now. You are not respecting me or my wishes right now. I understand that you want to get this off your chest, but now is not the time. And see, I understand that. And I'm going to tell you why I understand that so well, because I'm the person that wants to resolve issues right away. Right. So if I have a partner who shuts down or if I have a partner or a friend who who is the type that that is like, I'll address it later when I'm more calm and cool. I'm the friend or the partner or the partner that's like, I want to, I want to resolve it right now because if you don't talk about it now, then we have to spend the whole day at odds. Let's just resolve it now and get through it. But sometimes that's not best. And I understand that now. All right. So since you thoroughly confused me, Jay was like, (laughs) I'm the king of okay. I listen. Yeah. I block them shits all day. You trying to? No, ma'am. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. I'll pencil you in. Um, and then on the flip side, you're just like me. Don't start something that you're not willing to finish right now. Because if you're not willing to finish it right now, we're not talking about it. You want to say? Don't bring it learn. up. Nah, I ain't no learning, brother. I ain't learning yeah. that shit. No, I'm being honest. I've had to. I've had to learn that. Even though I know that that's my uh, conflict resolution style, like it's not for everybody. So, right. like uh, I dated a woman who used to say, "I don't like to drink my." My grandmother always told me, "Don't drink my soup while it's hot." Basically, what that means was, I don't want to have these these certain conversations when I'm pissed off at you because I'm more likely to say something that I don't really mean. I'm more likely to like just be mean and evil towards you. So, give me some time to calm down, and we can revisit it. But right now is not the time. So. I, I, I never liked it, but I had to learn to accept it. And so I realized when I realized this and embraced this concept, it was after me and her had been over for years. But it made sense and I finally understood it. So if I'm dealing with someone who's like that, then I respect that. And when I'm dealing with a hothead or someone who's, you know, just has inflamed anger towards me, I find that it's best to do that. But at the end of the day, effective communication says, hey, I know you're pissed off. I know you want to lambaste my ass right now, but now's not the time. I'm telling you, I don't want to have this conversation. Why are we still going at this? And generally speaking, <laughs> usually they'll get it. Unless they just found you in the bed with their best friend. He was like, come on, babe, check this out. We're oh, going to talk about this tomorrow. I know you hot right different. now. No, that's going to talk that's about different. it tomorrow. They, they won't be. No, you won't even be that's alive different. to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, damn, damn, ball. All right, so let's. I'm gonna mention the five principles of effective communication. Number one, wear your heart on your sleeve. Effective communication requires being genuine and completely honest about your feelings. Be emotionally brave. Number two, focus on your needs. The idea is to get your needs across. When expressing your needs, you are always referring to needs that take your partner's well-being into consideration. When expressing your needs, it's helpful to use verbs such as need, feel, and want. 
which focus on what you're trying to accomplish and not what your partners and not on your partner's shortcomings. For example, I need to feel confident in this relationship. When you chat up the wait when you chat up with the waitress, I feel like if I'm on thin ice. Number three, be specific. If you speak in general terms, your partner may not understand exactly what you really need, which may lower his or her's chances of getting it right. State precisely what it is that's bothering you. For example, when you don't stay the night, blase blase. When you don't check up on me every day, blase blase. I think you're cheating on me. Whatever it is, express it and be specific. Number four, don't blame. Never make your partner feel selfish, incompetent, or inadequate. Effective communication is not about highlighting the other person's shortcomings and making accusations will quickly, quickly, sorry, lead you away from the point and into a dwelling match. Number five, be assertive and non-apologetic. Your relationship needs are valid, period. People with different attachment styles may not see your concerns as legitimate. They're essential for your happiness and expressing them authentically is crucial to effective communication. Would you add anything? Or I think that basically is perfecto. Yeah, I agree. Five simple basic needs, yep. people. So, um, also in this chapter, there's an exercise which will help those people who are avoidant or anxious and need, like, practice on effective communication. And as Jay said, Jay's been secure his whole life. Some secure people may find it hard to get their point across depending on the situation or the person, whatever it is, right? So there's a little exercise. I did it real fast. I'm going to share it with you. So um, the exercise, it asks you questions and you have to answer it, right? So question one, why do I feel uneasy or insecure in this relationship? What specific actions by my partner make me feel this way? So my answer was aggressive and dismissive, dismissive approach. I'm using the relationship that I used in chapter 10 for this one. Okay, so you have to listen to chapter 10 to understand. Episode 10, sorry. What specific actions by my partner would make me feel more secure than love? Him listening to understand. Which of the above actions do I feel most comfortably bringing up in a discussion? I would feel more comfortable bringing up that I want him to listen to understand. So the next part says, use your response in this last question to guide you toward the topic for your first effective communication. Now create a short script that focuses on the issue while you're adhering to the five principles of effective communication. I'm going to share my short script. It upsets and hurts me when I'm trying to explain something to you. I need you to listen to everything I'm saying before responding. I need to feel like I can come to you and openly express myself without you dismissing my feelings. That hurts me. That hurts me. Effective communication is an important part of our relationship. Without it, this isn't going to work. So it's a good exercise. It helps you with any situation that you're currently in, that you don't know how to start that conversation off. 
it's kind of doing what Jay recommended, sitting down, seeing what the problem is, and putting it all into words. That way, when the time comes, you can actually be able to express yourself in the best way possible. Dare to be touched? Here's the quote of the day. So, guys, what would be the best advice for people trying to effectively communicate? You could sum it up. Know your audience. Mm. Yeah, that's vitally important. I do agree with that 100%. (laughs) You got to know your audience. I would say one of the, the main things in effectively communicating is to you know be patient and be calm and you know express what you want to say because what happens is if you get overwhelmed if you're angry you 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 can't you can't even effectively formulate your thoughts like a lot of times if you notice like i know for me like sometimes i'll be arguing with like in a relationship i'm arguing with my person and then they they're they're going off and they're saying stuff and I have a point that I want to make but I get flustered and then I can't I forget my point. <laughs> so, you know, just it's better to always try to remain calm, you know, listen effectively but position yourself to a point where you can always be able to say what you need to say in the calmest manner possible because anything other than that is going to create chaos. I agree. If not, the chancletas start flying across the room and all that good stuff. I've been there. Okay, so my advice to you guys is listen to understand, not to reply. And if you don't understand the point that the other person is trying to get across, ask as many questions as you need to to make sure you understand the situation. That way you can effectively reply to whatever it is that they're trying to say. Because if you're just replying to reply to shut them up and you're not really processing everything, it's just a waste of time. You're going to end up having the conversation all over again. So pay attention, ask questions, and you won't have to have the conversation again and we'll be good. Effective communication and effective listening is what it's about. Guys, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at the Cognac Room Podcast, Twitter at the Cognac Room, and Facebook at the Cognac Room Podcast. You can also find me on grindcity.net where you can uh, watch this show. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Listen, first and foremost, I want to, you know, send out hugs, you know, and eternal gratitude to uh, Bob for letting me be a part of this amazing adventure that we have taken this season. Um, also, shout out to Jay Christian for sharing the seat with me. Pause. And uh, get to <laughs> the getting to. Listen, you can catch me at the Brunch Hour Podcast, also Happy Hour Podcast with my good sis, Bless Jess. Um, you can also catch me at Friday Night Lives. No, it, uh, yours truly, and uh, the wonderful, amazing, super talented. Only be- I'm dragging this out because I'm fucking it up, Bob. And please don't fucking kill me. And I pre-recorded this, so this shit is crazy. Good night. Stay blessed. 
Jay, you know what's funny? That I wasn't looking when you were saying yours, and I thought you pre-recorded yours. So no, for a minute, I looked no. up, I was like, oh, he pre-recorded it, and you were talking. <laughs> no. It sounded, it really did sound pre-recorded. But I appreciate you guys to the fullest. I appreciate all the hard work and dedication you have put in with me this season. It hasn't been easy. I know I'm not easy. I can be a pain in the fucking ass. Shut up, Styles. Um, but it's it's worth it. It's been worth it. You know, we've been touching a lot of people. And at the end of the day, the same way we're helping other people, we're helping each other grow in different ways as well. So I'm glad we did it. And I look forward to doing it again. Guys, see you next week. Stay safe and stay blessed. Please subscribe, rate, and follow Barbie on IG. And let underscore me underscore touch underscore you. Facebook at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Twitter at Let Me Touch You 3. And on YouTube at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe. Stay blessed.